Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. As we've already welcomed, we've already said, great to have you baby dedication visitors with us today. We'd love to get to know you if you stick around after church. Love to get to know you a little better. This morning I'm talking about hope. Because everyone needs a little hope. Every person needs hope in their life. Why do, people, why do we need hope in our life? We need hope because hope does a number of things. One of the things, and I'm going to talk about what hope does for us, but one of the things that hope does is it keeps us looking forward. Yeah. And, you know... That's the direction we're supposed to be looking in life. Not backwards. Not, oh, wasn't it great back then? Oh, wasn't it awesome back then? No, actually, it's going to be better up ahead. Hope keeps us looking forward. Hope is, another thing that hope is, is it's, I like to say that hope is like oxygen for our soul. You know, oxygen keeps us alive keeps us healthy. Well, hope is like that for our soul. It keeps our soul alive and it keeps it healthy. Believing that up ahead in life is, be- is, is, is life is going to get better, not worse. You know, that sort of keeps you healthy in your mind and in your heart. We need to believe there are better days ahead. It's actually hope that fills us with a positive expectation of good for our future. In fact, that's what the meaning of hope in the Bible is. It's a joyful expectation of good. Hope is a joyful expectation of good. Let me read you a story about a man who had a donkey. And his donkey fell into a precipice, like a deep hole. And he tried to get it out and he couldn't. So he decided that he should just bury it alive. Who feels sorry for the donkey right now? Yeah. So what the guy did is he got soil and he poured it onto the donkey because he was trying to bury it alive. And every time the soil hit the donkey, he felt it, shook it off, and he stepped on it. <laughs> and then some more soil got thrown on, and he felt it, and he shook it, and he stepped on it. And then he felt it, and he shook it, and he stepped on it. And pretty soon, you know what? He was in some green pastures. <laughs> because he was able to shake off the stuff, and he ended up out of that hole. Hope keeps us looking out and ahead. Some people don't have an expectation of good for their future. They look ahead and they cannot see how that situation is going to work out. I want to ask you today, do you have a confident expectation of good for your future? Or do you look up ahead and think, I don't know, I don't know how that's going to work. Do you look up ahead and and think, oh, I just see more Difficulty, I see more uncertainty. What are you expecting 
What is your expectation as you look into your future? What do you see? Because expectation is a very, very powerful thing in our lives. It actually helps direct our lives. It leads us somewhere. Our expectation leads us somewhere. And it can be good or it can be bad. Some people refuse to expect good things in their future because, well, they just, quite frankly, they don't want to be disappointed. I get that. I understand that because we've all been disappointed before. So they refuse to believe anything good can possibly happen to them. There's a guy in the Bible in John 5, I'll read it to you. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame or paralysed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Wow, that's a long time. When Jesus saw him and knew he'd been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Seems like a pretty silly question, don't you think? Would you like to get well? Can you see, can you believe for something positive for your future? Can you have an expectation that, that actually you can be healed? Because this guy actually didn't. He said, I can't, sir. For I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Here's a guy, he was disappointed. He, he couldn't see, he had, didn't have a positive expectation for his future and he had, he had the healer walk up to him, the man who could change his life like that. He had him walk up to him and say, do you want to get well? And he went, Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Is that you today? Have you lost your expectation for the future? He thought nothing good could happen to him. But you know, there are other people, the ones with hope. They have a positive expectation of good for their future and they have confidence as they look into the future. And you know what? I'm not talking about knowing everything about our future. We don't know everything about our future. I mean, let's face it, you don't have to live very long before you realise that life is not all lollipops and ice creams <laughs> or mangoes and avocados. <laughs> that would be my preference to lollipop and ice cream. Some days we face heartache. Some days we feel betrayed. Some days we face accusation. Some days we are sick. We face death, exhaustion, fear, anxiety. There's any number of other difficult things that we have to navigate in our life. The thing is, when we have hope in our lives, we realise that those things will not contain us and those things will not define us and they will not be the end of us because we have a confident expectation of good ahead. Today may be tough, but I can tell you one thing, it's going to get better. I may be down, but I'm not out. I may be feeling weak right now, but I will rise again. My future is bright. That is my declaration. 
over my life and over your life. Psalm 42 says it like this. The psalmist David, he said, Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God. Hope in God. I may be down, but I'm not out because do you know what? I hope in God. I will praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. That's what hope does. As well as hope being oxygen for our soul and helping keep us look forward. Hope brings also, it brings perseverance to our lives. See, hope is an amazing thing. When you look at hope, I mean, it brings perseverance. Romans 8 says this, But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we eagerly wait for it. When we are hoping for something and we don't have it, we need perseverance to see it come to pass. And perseverance is so necessary in life. Would you agree? Perseverance is so necessary. Without perseverance, we we might as well decide to give up. We might not accomplish the dream. We might not accomplish the goal. We won't accomplish what we're hoping for. Thomas Edison, you know this, said, I failed my way to success. He needed perseverance to eventually succeed and invent the light bulb. With every failure, there was a choice that he made to persevere. Why did he persevere? Because he could see where he was going. He could see what he was doing. He could see what he was hoping for. He could see a different future to his current one. If you're not happy with where you're at right now, can you see a different future to the one you're living in? Because you can change your future just by changing your mind. You can. You really, really can. Every person who applies for a job and doesn't succeed needs perseverance to go again. They're hoping for something and it keeps them going, keeps them knocking. Here I am again, here I am again, here I am again. I'm aware today that there may be people, there probably there will be people in this room who are struggling because they don't have hope. And I've been there. And I've lived like that. And it's not a nice place to live. A place without hope is by definition hopeless. There is no hope, but it's hopeless. It feels hopeless. It looks hopeless. Sometimes it's a battle raging in our mind. Sometimes it's, it's confusion that reigns. Or there's fear and anxiety playing havoc with us about a situation that we think, oh, I just don't know how that's going to ha- happen. Or it's a loved one we are concerned about. Or, or there's pain in our body. Living with pain in your body every day of your life, wow. Or a relationship has been broken and and there's so much stress and uncertainty in our lives, we we find ourselves feeling hopeless. I remember a situation, I I just felt like the world, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, the world was sitting on top of you. Has anyone ever felt like that? 
It's like, I cannot. I just, I just can't even. I can't focus. I can't think straight. It's like just... Oh. And I was cleaning. I remember, I remember cleaning. That's why I was feeling hopeless. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but nevertheless, I was cleaning. And, um, and just, you know, pressure. And I felt, I heard, not literally, but straight across my brain, right across my head, came this word. Because I, ho- I was feeling hopeless, totally hopeless. There is still hope. There is still hope. And when I heard, there is still hope, it snapped me out of that uh, and it helped me to break out of that uh, and to realize that with my God, there is still hope. And you know what? With God, there is always hope. Always hope. Romans 15 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. What a fantastic scripture. I pray that God, well, you can pray that every day. I pray, God, you are the source of hope. Oh, wow, God is the source of hope. You cannot get lasting hope from another place because if you want something, you go to the source. You have to go to where it comes from. You must go there. You know, at times at work, there'll be a situation that we're you know, trying to deal with with another company or something and we hit a brick wall and sometimes it gets to me. And I say, right, give me the phone. And I call up and you fiddle around with all these people and they no, I can't. Let me speak to the manager. I've got to go to the person that can actually change this situation. You will have all found that yourself. Well, do you know what? If you want hope, you've got to go to the person who can give it to you. Yeah. Some people, they want to go... They want to go to other people. They, want to, they, want, they think that if they change position, that's going to change something. Or if they change another situation, then everything's going to change. We can't go to anywhere else but God if we want to get hope. The Bible says that's where it comes from. And it says that he will fill us completely with joy and peace because we trust in him. That means that when we have hope, we will also have joy and peace. See, I believe they're the fruits of hope. The fruits of hope are joy and peace. And who likes the sound of joy and peace in their life? I love the sound of joy and peace in my life. Joy keeps us looking forward to what we're hoping for despite the fact that we're waiting. The Bible says that Jesus, for the joy set before him endured the cross. Now, how does that make any sense? The joy set before him. In other words, I'm going to die, but there is joy in my heart about what's going to happen on the other side of that. And do you know what was on the other side of that? Your face. 
It was your faith. And that was the joy in his heart, that your faith was there on the other side so that you could have a relationship with him. He saw you. He saw you and he went, it is so worth it. I will do that because of you. Because he loves you. And peace. Joy and peace. Peace is quiet. Oh, that sounds nice. Quiet. I love quiet. Rest. Tranquil. Harmony. Despite not yet having what we're waiting for. You know you can have peace despite not yet having what you're waiting for. I've had peace in the most ridiculous situations because of the God of hope has filled me with peace. So, what do we do when we're filled with disappointment rather than hope? I'm sure I'm not the only person who's been disappointed, who's faced disappointment, who's had unmet hopes, You may be there right now. I really hoped I was going to get that job. I really hoped that that this time it was going to work. I was really hoping for that house. I was hoping for the money to come through and it didn't. I was really hoping they were going to come through for me this time. They kept promising that they would and I was hoping that this time it was going to happen. Or this is it. This is the answer I'm waiting for and it's going to fix all my problems and then guess what? It doesn't happen. Or it does happen and it doesn't fix your problems. Because it normally doesn't fix your problems. We get our hopes up and it doesn't happen and we're, we are feeling flat, broken on the inside. Proverbs 13 says it like this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, that word sick, it means weak. Talking about your heart. Hope deferred makes your heart weak, diseased, grieved, or worn down. When we are expecting something to happen and it doesn't happen, our hearts can become weak, diseased, grieved, or worn down. That doesn't sound very good, does it? It's unmet expectations. We have to learn how to navigate that. Some some people know and understand what unmet expectations can do in their heart and so they deal with them. But there are some people who don't even know why they're feeling what they're feeling. And they walk around grieving and worn down or raging and angry with everyone and everything. Jesus had just died in the Bible and two of his disciples were travelling along talking to each other and they were talking about all the things that they'd experienced and they were feeling pretty bad and they were feeling pretty disappointed. Luke 24, verse 13. That same day, 
Two of Jesus' followers were walking to, a village of, to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them... Oh, is that where we're stopping? Oh, okay. No scriptures? All good. Did you get that? You got it? Good. <clears throat> so, disciples were walking. Jesus came up alongside. But they couldn't see. They didn't recognize that it was Jesus. Verse 17. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short. Sadness written across their faces. Then one of them replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened here in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. <laughs> the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. And here it is. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. We had hoped. See, we had hoped that he was going to rescue us. And, and instead of rescuing us, they killed him. And so, like, we don't understand. I was hoping that we'd recoup the money from that house sale. I was hoping that they were going to be healed. I was really hoping for a different outcome. That's where these disciples were. That's where we can be in our life. I was hoping. When we lose hope and we become weak and worn down and, and, and what can happen, unfortunately is self-pity can knock on our door and we can open the door and we can let it in and then we can sit down with it and have a meal and have a party and let's just talk about it all and how terrible it is and how bad everything is. That's a party you don't want to entertain. Don't open the door. Because we can't see things clearly because our vision is blurred by disappointment. These, these disciples in the story found the same thing. They couldn't see that Jesus was there with him, with them, and he was. And the second thing was they couldn't see that what they were hoping for had actually happened, just not the way they thought. I remember a situation in our life. We were, we were walking in the suburb of... Well, just anyway, we were walking in a suburb and we walked past a house that was for sale and we, you know, looked in the windows. No one was living there. We didn't break in, just <laughs> let you know. We didn't do that. You know, we looked in the windows and had a little look-see and we had minus thousands, of, like we didn't have any money. We, had, we, didn't, have, we didn't. And I said to Paul, Oh, man, I really, really want to live in that. I'd really like to live in that house. That would be awesome. But we couldn't buy it. So we 
just went on with our life and, and we ended up moving through situations and circumstances. Anyway, guess what? People bought that house and they didn't live in it. And so they put it up for rent. And guess who ended up living in it? <laughs> See, look, it doesn't always happen that way. But sometimes, and these disciples were in that situation, their prayers had been answered. What they were hoping for had happened, but not in the time that they thought it was going to happen and not in the way that they thought it was going to happen. It may, just because it does, it's not happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And just because it doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Jesus was walking with them. And he was looking after them. Can we have the band up, please? Hope is a positive expectation of good for our future. Hope is oxygen for our soul. Hope keeps us looking ahead. God is the God of hope. And he wants to fill you with hope today. No matter where you're at. No matter what. He has hope for you. Let's close our eyes. We're going to pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.